Welcome to this edition of Hold My Clipboard. I am your host, as always, Chris King, along by my side. Tori Dugan. And we are brought to you by... Nara Studios and our executive producer, Kim Caprell. I like how you change it up with who's with you, as always. I switch it up. Yeah. Because I'm not sure if you're going to be able to get the words out if I catch you off guard, you know? I've been rolling with it, man. I've been doing good. Tori, what episode number is this? Number 19. 19. Not even a real world. 19. 19. 19. Uh... A booming weekend in the ACAC, if you will. It was th- not Thanksgiving. It was Remembrance <laughs> Weekend. And there was, let me count the games. Oh, there was one on Friday and one on Saturday. Oh, well. So let's get right into the recap. Uh, Tori, why don't you hit us up on the women's side? Uh, all these games in the ACAC. I did a little bit of homework this week. I went through the CCAA rankings because I thought the CCAA did an absolute shit job of putting together the national rankings. Um, Agreed. We will get into that. And uh, we'll talk about the teams that won and lost and who's going to move up and down those rankings. We are recording this before the national rankings come out on Tuesday, so we might look like absolute idiots when those rankings come out. But maybe talk to me about the women's ACAC games this weekend, Tori. Uh, so Friday night, we just had a matchup between the Lakeland Rustlers and the Augustana Vikings at Lakeland College. Um, boys and girls side. Girls kicked off first. Um, Lakeland, well, they won that game by 32 points, 96 to 64. Lakeland were able to win all four quarters, which a uh, big W for them. That's something that we've been... Uh, definitely working towards was winning all four quarters, which might be the first time this season that we've won all four quarters, possibly twice. Medhat, we might have. Could be the last. Yes. Um, an outstanding performance individually by the one that only Susan Ayer came off the bench and had a whopping 28 points and eight rebounds. Uh, she was in the zone, just. Uh, she also had four stat blocks. I had her for seven off the advanced stats that game which is wild yeah if you want to say so i'm gonna say it but she was a human highlight reel that game uh she was all over the ball offensively defensively it seemed like wherever whenever susan was on the ball she was where the ball was um an absolutely outstanding performance by sue she was nine for 21 from the field two for four from the three and eight for 11 from the free throw line a big improvement for her on the free throw line i know she's um, been a little bit inconsistent from there but overall uh did a fantastic job uh, augustana really couldn't figure out a matchup uh to contain her um just on the lakeline side still while we're on there uh, missy nuku had 12 points eight assists six rebounds alana olsen had another casual double double 14 points 11 rebounds and uh hayley summers had the best game she's had all year uh definitely someone favorite yeah the fan favorite uh Big star for her, seven from seven at the free throw line. She's a very good three po- uh, free throw shooter. Sorry, she ended the game with fifteen points. Uh, she had eleven at half, but um, yeah, she was definitely more aggressive this game. Uh, one thing I was just more impressed with her this game is she was involved in a lot of the scoring involvements and had a very nice uh, passing, no driving kick game to her this past game, which is something that is not very typical of Haley's game. So. Yeah, really, really happy for her to have a big game, especially coming off that ACL injury. Um, on the Augustana Vikings side, Mallory Ogilvie had a big game with 15 points. She was given player of the game honours. She was also um, 100% from the free throw line, six for six. Uh, and from three? So, Oh, and 100% from three. Yes, you are correct. One, 
one for one from the free th- uh, three point line. Uh, Taya Fiveman was a little bit of a matchup problem for us as well. She had fourteen points, nine rebounds. Um, she did a very good job trying to uh, get to the rim and stay within what she's able to do in her game. Uh, uh, Mackenzie Morazic was a little bit quieter this game as she got into some early foul trouble. Uh, only finished the game with six points and did foul out of the game. So. Um, a little bit unfortunate to see for her, but um, yeah, we had two, five, eight, twelve, sixteen bench points for the Augustana Vikings. So, not a not a bad start for them. But yeah, Lakeland were in control for most of the game. Um, it definitely blew the game out in the fourth quarter. Chris, anything that you want to add? I'll just say Mrazic had to play the five spot, so that made her in a weird matchup. Uh, Five Lynn also played all but two minutes, 38 minutes that game. And she did uh, play point guard majority of that game, uh, which we kept saying on our side was was great for us because we eventually knew that she might get tired out. But those girls have done a great job on the Viking side having to play multiple positions with the amount of injuries that they have on their lineup. Uh, second game, we head to the Olds and St. Match up here. Uh, the Sate Trojans walked away with this game by 21 points. A nice little win for the Trojans there after going through quite a bit of struggles lately with their injury woes. Second quarter, whoa, 28, 26 to 8 for Sate. That's a big one. Yeah, Sate won the first half very handedly, 17 to 10 first quarter, 26 to 8 second quarter. Uh, were even in the third and lost the fourth by four. So a decent second half by the Olds Broncos there. Um, on the Trojan side, Brooke Baker have 15 points, six assists, seven rebounds, and four steals. Uh, and then Ania Wall was. Also got on the scoreboard with 14 points, five assists and six rebounds. Also with four steals as well. Lucia Monroe came off the bench and had a nice little handy 11 points and six rebounds. On the Olds Broncos side, whoops, we have Bree Hagen had 10 points. Uh, and then a little bit spread out there from their starting lineup. Nine points from Caitlin Pohl. Uh, seven points from Megan Swartz. Uh, seven points off the bench from Nicole. 40 turnovers for Olds and 48 shots. Uh, that's a tough one. I see it actually turned over a lot as well. but Yeah, so they were our, they were our two games for the weekend. On the women's side, uh, Briarcrest had a couple of games. One against Williston, Williston State, which they went down by uh, 11, 73-62. We don't have the stats on that game. And then they had another matchup on Saturday against Dickinson State, which the stats are not up on the ACAC website. Um, but we get more into the ACAC action next weekend with only the, two, the four teams playing this past weekend in regular season action. Yeah, on the men's side, I don't give a crap about uh, the NAI games. Uh, Brad Crest played two of them. Looks like some good games. Uh, our lone Friday matchup was our Lakeland men and the Augustana Vikings. It was a walk on this one. Um, although, like, wasn't crazy at half. Uh, halftime score wasn't crazy. A good third quarter by our guys and finished strong. Um, Lakeland won 86-67. A little bit of lower scoring game, a little more defense. Uh, Mark Parmar had 16 points uh, for Augustana Vikings, and Ryan Degner had 13.6 rebounds, also of point four points and 19 rebounds for Jack Smilski. Uh, that's a lot of rebounds right there. On the Lakeland side, I could probably do this with my eyes closed, 
Oh, Abdul, what a shocker. Uh, 25.6 assists, 5 rebounds uh, for him on a good night. Uh, and Baja had 13.8 rebounds. Good night for Baja. Baja's playing well. And 15, I believe, my box score is showing no name, but I believe that's Jordan. Yeah, it's Jordan. Uh, I love when they show the dots when the last names are too long. Now he just goofed up my screen here. Can you see what Jordan had there? He had 16 points, 11 rebounds. Once again, <clears throat> really good season for Jordan so far. Uh, confidence is high, so good for him. On Saturday night, we had Sate and Olds. A bit of the same story of the Lakeland game. Game was not close. Huge first quarter for Sate, uh, 28-16. Followed it up by 17-11 frame, taking a huge lead into the second half. For Olds College, uh, we had Nate Acade coming off the bench. He hit 19 points. Uh, no one else capped over eight for the Broncos. Looked like some even scoring distributed. Uh, for State, uh, common theme, Marcus Masters was okay. He had an off-shooting night. He had 13 points, four rebounds, three assists. And off the bench, Amon Walker had 22 points, 15 rebounds, and 2-2. Akol had 16 points and six rebounds. That was our ACAC wrap. Tori, one thing I got to say is very impressed that you talked that long about the games. Usually you zip through them, but... I've been given lectures from you after most episodes, so I thought I better tighten things up here. You know, why would we change things? We've been doing it this way for like eight years. It's And I also, look, I had two games to go through. That's true. I don't think I can bore the listeners too much with two games. That's facts. Okay, let's... Um, Games you're looking forward to this week uh, coming up here. Obviously, big one on the women's side, Lakeland, Leftbridge, both undefeated teams playing each other in Leftbridge. Hopefully, we are able to take a full squad down with all these idiots getting sick. Uh, and I've, everything I've else. led the charge with that. Yeah, just... <laughs> uh, for those who probably... Who don't... Who want to know, but maybe don't care. Um, after the game on Friday, I uh, didn't leave the gym as quickly. I We... Uh, Hung around a little bit for the boys' game, and I all of a sudden started sick. vomiting Tor in got the sick. washroom. We don't need the detail. Yeah. You got sick. Tor got sick. Real I, sick. Excuse if, if it's my time to talk, I can talk. All right. Tell us about your sickness. And then I've been out for the past three days, so lucky I'm here. Is it man cold? Is that what you that one? Man cold? Uh, that's or? only what men get, bro. Oh. I've checked you, my bits, so I don't days, think so I have men Three bits. days. Um, on that note... Uh, you and I did get the chance to go to Edmonton and play against Good Hoops and Diamond League. We took our U15, our high-performance kids, up on the weekend. Why don't you tell them what happened on Friday night in our game with about a minute 30 left? So, uh, Chris being Chris, we have had a couple. I told him when we were practicing with these guys during the week, I was like, hey, man, like we might need to reevaluate here. Some of the guys are not looking well and are pretty sick, just like, Classic flu symptoms, coughing, tight chest, uh, a little bit of headache, this, that. Anyways, our, one, our best player uh, was coughing up a storm. And first of all, we get to the game and he's like, so it comes to me and he goes, coach, uh, I left my shoes in the vehicle. All right, give him the keys, comes back and he's just dressing. Anyways, he left his damn shoes in the hotel. So we started off the game. We only had seven. 20 minutes away. 20 minutes away. We started off the game without our best player. Boys fought like hell and actually did a very good job. Yep. Regardless, he got back. We put him in and he's complaining like, oh, I've got no energy. I'm sick. I'm sick. Chris 
turns to me and he's like, oh, I'm not sure if he's actually sick or he's just soft. He's embarrassed. He forgot his shoes. I'm not sure. Anyway, late in the game, one of the players on the other team goes, oh, this, this, this guy, guy, keeps, this coughing. guy keeps coughing. All of a sudden, Ezra starts walking to the bench, which is our best player, and he's got red stuff coming all out of his mouth. He had puked all over the floor. He was still puking as he's walking off, and he comes back when two of our parents are wiping up the floor. Then he comes back and he goes, Coach, do you believe I'm sick now? Listen, we're working on resiliency with these guys, uh, not complaining. Uh, he did puke. He said it was from the Gatorade. He did play the next game. Um, I got to say that, that grade 8 and 9 is just something I'm so always unaware of. Uh, we also had a kid jump in the shallow end of the pool that <laughs> night and hurt his knee and think he couldn't play the next day. Uh, and then we had one kid that left his hotel room and came down to leave for the game but didn't get up his roommate because why would he wake up his roommate? And then everyone's late, which they'll be running for in the future. Um, just fun times had by yeah. all. So we got those three games fun. in. They're good kids. Yeah. Um, but let's talk about the CCAA. So as I said, uh, last week the first rankings came out. That came out on Tuesday morning. So they go every half an hour, they release some volleyball, both first and basketball. Um, I didn't have a problem with kind of what they did at the top of the rankings. I more had a problem that the CCAA does claim that this is for marketing purposes. Great. That's fine. It is important to the schools when they get ranked, they can promote it. It's a big thing for their programs. It's a big recruiting piece. I talk with our soccer coach. I talk with our volleyball coaches about this. It's very huge, um, <clears throat> whether you get ranked or not. What they did is they basically said there's three from every conference and just automatically slated that in. They did not look at anyone's record. So my bigger problem um, came at the end here when we had like two and one Holland in the 15 seed. We had a two and four Okanagan in the national rankings at the 13 seed. Um, that's where I started to have a problem. Um, and then you have like three other, three other undefeated teams, undefeated teams and different conferences. So I don't mind them saying it is for, um, you know, marketing. I still think we have to do our job because if you look at what U Sport does, it they, they rank you on who you played and yeah. who you won and who you lost to. And, you know, if certain teams lost in preseason, then it's a loss. Uh, they shouldn't be ranked as high. So, you know, if we lost three preseason games to someone, then we shouldn't. Uh, that's why uh, we beat Red Deer in preseason and we beat Briarcrest in preseason. So that's why we were ranked above them and we beat Briarcrest in league. Um, <clears throat> it's not hard facts. Like mm -hmm. it, it, it is hard facts. So here's what happened on the CCAA women's side, and this will help shake up the rankings. I hope the rankings go on the team's records and who they played and who they're about to play. Uh, VIU went to 8-0. They had two two-point wins over CBC on the weekend. Now, CBC is not someone generally strong in that Pac West with the seven teams out there. Um, so I'm interested to hear what happened there because VIU should be the lead dog the whole year i did not see cbc putting them in two two-point games but they did go down the wire um so regardless viu still wins they're gonna stay on top of the rankings uh lakeland moved to 7-0 96 64 win versus augustana we touched on that saint foy jean uh sorry saint foy won a barn burner over saint jean uh 62-59 really good game from what i could pull off of their website uh humber who was two and one uh 
sorry, is two and one. They lost to Mohawk. Mohawk last year, I kind of liked the pieces that they had out there. And talking to Mohawk's coach, it sounded like they were going to add some pieces. So Humber will fall in the national rankings. How far they fall, not sure. Uh, Mount St. Vincent beat Holland by 30 points, uh, 105 to 79. So they're going to stay or move up. Leftbridge 5-0. and um, They will play Lakeland and Keanu this week. So someone in ACAC is going to drop just... They should just based on having a loss, even though it's the top two teams playing. Um, Dawson is 4-0. They beat St. John at home, 50, or sorry, 68-56. I just want to note that St. John played St. Foy and Dawson, the top two teams, and lost close. I'm going to come back to that later. Uh, Capilano, 4-2, had a bye. Uh, UKC beat Holland uh, out in the Atlantic, uh, 94-89. Uh, Lambden, 4-1, lost to St. Clair in the OCAA. Uh, Red Deer, 6-0 in the 11th seed. They're on a bye. They play Concordia and Kings. Kings team, uh, decent team, second in the ACAC North. Uh, St. Jean uh, goes to 2-2, two two, drops two games to the top teams in conference. Very tight, hard to punish them. They might stay in the national rankings for that. Uh, Okanagan, now 2-6, uh, dropped two more games this weekend. They will be out forever. Um, most likely, unless they win 10 straight. Algonquin is 4-0. They beat George Brown 74-40. to And Holland lost to Mount St. Vincent and lost, lost to OKC close. They'll probably be out. So if I'm going over the conferences here, Tori, uh, VIU and CAP should be the two BC teams ranked, and yeah. that should be it. Yeah, um, sure. In the ACAC, we have Kings that's 4-2, Briarcrest 5-1, uh, both very strong teams behind the the ranked group, so they would be in the top five for the ACAC. Uh, probably the best depth year in recent memory, in my opinion, of our conference. Um, OCAA to note: Georgia, Georgian four and zero in OCAA East. The team to watch: Mohawk three and one will probably climb up the rankings by beating Humber and Lambden, losing to Saint Clair. The OCAA West looks super competitive, from what I can see. St. Foy and Dawson, the top dogs in the RSEQ with a very competitive field. St. Jean will probably hold the national ranking, and St. Lambert will probably get a mention, if not this week, next week. And in the ACAA, uh, we got Mount St. Vincent kind of head and shoulder. You know, they've they've won so many uh, Atlantic conferences. Uh, OK, UKC is hot on their heels, and if a third team does get ranked, it would probably be Mount Allison. They are 2-1 and one right now, but... I have two BC teams ranked, four Alberta, four Ontario, three Quebec, and two Atlantic. That's what I would have on the women's side. So not everything needs to be fair. Uh, it needs to be fair to the teams that are playing but, well. I'm sorry. This is kind of where life is going. This is why U-Sport is the way U-Sport is because they're ranked the way that they should be ranked evenly. That's right. There's no... why the, Why the heck do we have to put, oh, we've got to put two teams in for this conference because of this, because of that. Like, it's not about participation. It's about who's the best damn team and the team should be ranked accordingly. Like, the, the fact that Briarcrest or Kings are not ranked from losing to the top Alberta team, the only loss that Briarcrest has is that. Yes, they haven't really seen anyone, like, tough yet other than us, but... Briarcrest is a good team. Kings are a very good yep. team. But it just goes to show that it it's not looked into. Kings also beat Red Deer in preseason. That's right. Yeah. Um, and, I and Just make it make sense. It makes no sense. It's why U-Sport <laughs> is the way it is. Uh, yes, I would agree. Um, it 
needs to be fair to the teams, not fair for everyone. Um, yes. That that being said, I was a little shocked uh, that uh, Regina had the five seed in Canada West after losing to yours truly, Lakeland College. I thought that they would be a little bit lower ranked. Uh, they did end up losing two games this weekend. Regardless, let's hop on to the men's side of the national rankings. State top of the charts, five and one, beat Olds seventy three fifty eight. They will probably remain. Uh, Vanier six and zero, oh, beat Vanier. Vanier, it's Vanier? Vanier, yeah. Mm, that's stupid. I don't know who they beat. A new stick, uh, sixty four fifty two. I need to get that straight. Viu is seven and one. They lost to CBC uh, seventy eight sixty three, and then they won ninety one seventy two. Total flip. VIU teams, both of them struggled out there at CBC. So uh, not sure what's up with that. Um, so VIU will drop in the rankings, and Camosun will probably slide up. Uh, they have Camosun next week, so that's a top two showdown. St. Clair uh, at 4-0 beat Slampton, 88-65 on the road. Uh, number five, Mount St. Vincent goes to 4-0 with a 109-71 win over Holland. Red Deer at 5-1 has a bye. Dawson at 5-1 and one, it takes a huge win, 91-42 over Otosis. I hope I said that right. Uh, Camosun 6-0, two convincing win- wins over Okanagan College. Mohawk 5-0 wins an exciting one-point game, 78-77 over Humber. Oh, that's uh, a big one. Yeah, yeah, and I believe it was on the road as well. Um, St. Thomas goes to 4-1, 85-67 win over Mount A. Keanu 5-1 had the bye. Uh a brief, but both. I forget how to say that. I've heard Rogan say it before. They're four and two. They beat Edward Montpete, uh, 77-67. Um, I'm gonna have to brush up on the Francais with my daughter. Uh, Centennial five and one drops to Durham, 85-71. They will fall out of the national rankings. St. Mary's five and one on a bye week, and Lambton. Three and two. It's crazy that St. Mary's is 14. Yeah, I. Well, we'll get to that after. Uh, we'll bounce out of the rankings. Uh, ACAC very close, top to bottom. Rankings will stay the same, most likely, because no one really played. St. RDC, Keanu, St. Mary's. In my opinion, St. Mary's has looked the best on the eye test of yes. just watching the whole. Um, so they're, you know, <laughs> say what you want. I, I They're getting screwed a little bit. A team that was at Nationals last year. Um, and return majority of their players. Yeah, and, and like I said, they have the one loss to uh, Medicine Hat. Medicine Hat actually played very well that night. Um, but regardless, um, I just don't know how they don't get punished as much. Uh, whatever. Uh, Keanu's also lost, so State's lost. It, it, they're all going to lose games at some point. Um, I do think that that's probably your three of those teams will be in the final four. Yeah. Obviously, the way it's set up this year won't be that way. But yeah, St. Mary's looked very good on tape for the most part. Every team has a flaw. It's mm-hmm. just whether they get exploited on their flaw. Yeah. Um, in the RSEQ, all will stay nationally ranked. Uh, St. Lambert and Momo will have a shot to slide in the national rankings this week, most likely. Uh, on the Pack West, we got VIU and Camosun, top of the pack, and probably by a clear margin from what I can tell. Once again, I am not in these conferences. I am watching men's games. I do watch a lot of women's games, but I'm not watching men's games other than the 16 that we watch every week here in the ACAC. Um, Lane Garrett at 4-2 probably got a shot to compete with those two. Uh, in the Atlantic, it looks like Mount St. Vincent and St. Thomas will lead the pack with Crandall and Holland able to cause some problems at times on the right night. Um, in the OCAA, I got Mohawk, St. Clair, George Brown, and Durham will be the top four. So if I was guessing the ACAC would get four, 
PacWest, we get two rankings. Atlantic, we get two. OCAA, four. And RSEQ, three. The other thing um, people need to keep in mind is like some of these conferences are, they're not the same in terms of size. No. Right? So you have seven on the on the West Coast or the East Coast and you have 15 in our conference. And, uh, you know, Quebec has a bigger conference now. You have a ton in Ontario. So, you know, when there's more teams, it's probably you're going to have more good teams um, just the way it usually runs. Yeah. My opinion only. Mm-hmm. People could argue with me. I agree. Um, any other thoughts on those national rankings, Tori? Anything? Um, granted, this is going to drop on Wednesday and people are going to be like, you guys are idiots or you guys cheated. Yeah, well, that, CCAA ain't sending me the rankings. I asked. I said, can I see them so I could talk about it for Wednesday? And they said, no, you're still a coach at Lakeland. Not very important. <laughs> yeah, no. Um I mean, choose your words widely. Yeah, state ranked number one. Like I get why. Yeah, they just won nationals. They just won nationals. They've only got one loss. Yes, Um, and I'm only obviously really speaking on the ACAC because it's only what I see. I know that um, that OCAA and the Quebec conferences are both very strong. Um, So, yeah, I. There's definitely going to be a difference when ACAC teams go play them. Also, a lot bigger bodies in the OCAA, I would definitely say as well. Um, but yeah, I think just more. Sh- Red Deer definitely deserve their ranking. I think Red Deer, the men, Red Deer men, yep, the Kings, they're, playing, are, they're playing legit. Good. They're yep, playing very yep. well. But yeah, the only team that I would really say it's St. Mary's at 14 is yeah, that's a bit of that's a bit stiff. And it it is tough because, you know, and this is the reason why they went to these preset pools for nationals is so it eliminates any debate. It is tough in college because there isn't as many out-of-conference games like Ontario and Quebec and Atlantic. They'll all play each other somewhat. Like the better teams will because they're looking for good games. Uh, You might get the odd ACAC and Pac West teams playing. So it, it is really hard for them to judge conference against conference. So what they do a lot of times is use conference history, which I would argue is a really tough way to decide your national tournament just on the history of the conference. It doesn't speak about that year. Um, So it does eliminate the thoughts, you know, the nationals, the pools are set for men's and women's. Uh, Some of these conferences already, you could probably guess the team that's going to win that conference. And you could almost guess the matchups for the quarterfinals and nationals right now. So uh, regardless, um, a huge week of ACAC games ahead. We got more crossover games coming up. So um, it'll be interesting to see what the national rankings come out as as the second rankings. Obviously, we've got a lot of games in here. PacWest, some of those PacWest teams have a lot of games in already. Uh, Ontario and Quebec are still behind on games play as well as Atlantic. Mm-hmm. They will catch up. <clears throat> they don't play as many necessarily. But uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to watch those rankings and how it goes back and forth. I would love to be on the phone call. If it happens, and I don't believe it happens anymore, they could even mute me just to listen. I would love to listen to that. I think it's really interesting stuff. (laughs) Um, But we do have a special guest this week. We have Mackenzie Mrazek right after our home game against her. uh, We were able to track her down and jump into the team room. She jumped on the podcast with us. Um, We have about a 20-minute interview uh, talking about last year at Nationals. Uh, Tori, let's take a listen to this interview in the Lakeland team room. 
Welcome to this edition of Hold My Clipboard. We are post-game here at the LC with uh, Augustana superstar Mackenzie Mrazek, uh, third-year guard. Who's playing forward tonight? Yeah, I dabble. Dabble um, from St. Francis Xavier. Um, thanks for coming on the pod tonight. Yeah, of course. Uh, she's still sweating right after the game. I got to assume that how many minutes did you get in tonight? You got foul trouble tonight. Yeah, I, was, I wasn't behaving well tonight. I can't <laughs> right. lie. Fair enough. It's a road game. Yeah. No one sees that after. Right. Um, we're super pumped to have you on. Obviously, you're having a good individual season. Last year, the team had a great team season. Mm-hmm. Um, you being a part of that last year, we wanted to first touch on, talk about the experience last year of making a run and going to a national championship, something that really everyone dreams of. Yeah, it was honestly a dream come true. And I think at the start of our season, we believed we could do it. But when we were making the run, it was like, wait, we actually can do it. And I think that having Megan as a first year coach and we're kind of like thrown into it last minute, didn't have a coach the first week or so of school. We're like, okay, we got no coach, but we still want to go to nationals. So then Megan came in, she saved the day. She's incredible. And yeah, I think our just team, we showed up every game knowing that if people weren't going to bet their money on us, we can bet on ourselves. And I think it showed that by the end of the season, we had so much trust in each other that we knew that no matter what happened, we were, we were going to be okay and we were going to make it through. Little of uh, us against the world syndrome yeah. for you guys. Now, when Megan came in, did many of you guys had any of you guys played like Junior Pandas or anything for her? And had some of you guys been coached by her in CP or anything like that? No, honestly, I think we all were like, "Do we have a coach?" And that was what we were excited about. We, I think there was maybe some players who were involved in the decision, but I think at the end of the day, we're just we were just excited to have a coach. And when it was someone as amazing as Megan, I I don't think anybody knew her specifically coming in besides the fact that she had played for Pandas. So because most of you guys came from Diedrich, right? Yeah. Uh, when Diedrich got there, and obviously mm-hmm. Diedrich, friend of mine. Gosh, how many years did he coach high school? Like a hundred, I guess. Like, like at least two hundred. Yeah, yeah. He was he was there forever. So, um, so when she came in, talk about the difference in style of play. Diedrich obviously ran a lot of good sets, very mm-hmm. set focus. Uh, Megan seems to coach a little different. Um, talk about the change uh, once she came in and established herself last year. Yeah, I think it was a change that was so drastic for me, having had Diedrich first year, then second year. I think Megan's coaching style was very much, because nobody knew her, the first practice was like a tryout. Like, she was so open. She didn't know any of the players. She was first-year coach in the ACAC. So I think Megan's style of a play really was just observe the players, and she worked with what she saw. Like, she had us for a first week of practices. We had a couple of preseason games, but I think she her style of play really just was built around watching us play getting to know us and then realizing our strengths rather than coming in with like a preset expectation of what we would be how we would play she kind of let us be ourselves and then worked off of that so like uh, open gym runs the first few days so Pretty she much. could see what she's got yeah and then she's like what st- have st- i got myself into started cooking after that yeah megan did say that on the pod she was saying when she spoke to us it was kind of like okay i don't know these girls try out yeah, what am, what am I doing here kind of a thing. Um, but you guys went on a really incredible run second semester and I spoke on the pod with Megan and said, when I watched ACAC last year in the tournament, uh, you guys look like the team to beat. Never look like you were not going to lose a game in all of your matchups. Um, incredible game against St Mary's in that semifinal. Talk about that game specifically, knowing that you beat a pretty big team who was one in the South essentially all year. Um and then punch a ticket to nationals. 
Yeah, I think that's definitely a highlight of my career so far. Just like it was such a team win. We knew that everybody who played minutes, everybody who was on the bench, our trainers, like our coaches, our families, it just felt like it was a win for everybody. And we went into that game sort of knowing that if we showed up, we could win. And I think throughout the year, we maybe had some doubts. We didn't maybe believe it, but when we showed up to that game, we knew we had to believe it if we wanted to win. So I think going into that game, our mindset was just, we have nothing to lose here. Nobody expects us to go to nationals. Nobody expects us to beat St. Mary's. So we went in like, we're going to play for each other. We're going to play with each other. And I think it just showed that all year we have built that trust with each other, with Megan, that we could show up and the pressure wasn't on us. We just had to play our game. Yeah, and you guys showed that in the tournament playing super free. Uh, we won't go too much into the gold game. Uh, obviously faced a Thank very, you. very uh, strong defensive Red Deer team. Uh, speak about what you found were the difference at Nationals with say the East Coast teams in comparison mm -hmm. to ACAC teams and even the Pac West with VIU being the uh, national champions. Yeah, I think it was such an interesting experience because so far in my career in the ACAC, that was all I'd known. I kind of forgot there was like other things going on out there. Like I knew nationals would play other teams, but we got there and it really was, there's other teams who have been competing all year to get here and you don't know anything about them. So I think that was the biggest thing. Like when you play ACAC, you know the South teams, you know the North teams. But when you go to nationals, you haven't been scouting these teams all year. You haven't been preparing for X amount of teams or scouting across different conferences. So I think going into it, the biggest thing was just how blind it felt. We're like, we have never seen you guys, heard of you guys. So we had to focus on ourselves. And I think our just maybe a little starstruck, maybe a little like we really got here and now we're playing against other teams. We're playing at nationals. So I think this biggest thing really was just how new everything felt. Yeah, for sure. And after that, you guys were always going to lose uh, Lauren Cardinal, fifth year player. Uh, assistant coach. Assistant, assistant coach. coach, yeah, we'll get there. Uh, Cameron DeClerc signed with the U of L, and then Janessa Doctor ended up going there with her. Um, speak about from last year's team coming into a kind of a new team this year, losing three key players. Um, what was that like coming in, knowing you want probably want to win now, coming second, mm -hmm. uh, but adding new players to the roster this year? Yeah, I think last year with Cam coming in and adding that dynamic of a new coach, like new players, it was kind of like we started completely fresh. And this year, I think we're building off of that. We're building off of our strengths from last year. We lost key players who were integral to the team for sure. But I think we still hold them like in our hearts sounds cheesy but like <laughs> in fair, our style of play in like how we want to continue to play knowing that like what worked for us last year was that team chemistry was our speed our athleticism and we have that now it's just a bit of a younger look so I think we're transitioning from like a similar look than last year but just adopting it with new players yeah for sure mm -hmm. well long season yeah, yeah let's long let's, season. let's talk about this season uh, with the younger players because you guys are real you guys are real banged up yeah, right now um Every time, so cutting your guys' game film, watching whatever amount of league games, it's like a different roster Yeah. every time. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, that girl's not playing. Oh, that girl's in. That girl's not playing. Uh, talk about the injuries and the bad luck spell you guys are having right now. Yeah, it's definitely, it's been really hard. I think we didn't expect this going in to lose half our roster roughly to injuries. or, And it's interesting because these aren't like, oh, I just tweaked my ankle. Like These are like random injuries that have pretty high severity. So I think it was definitely really hard on the team. Preseason, we were all excited to be back. We knew Megan, this wasn't a new coach. We knew what we wanted to do. And so I think 
mentally we've definitely been kind of exhausted just from the injuries right. and like what to expect so I think right now our focus is just on us and who we do have knowing that the players who are injured they're still a part of the team but we gotta we gotta work with what we got and when players come back we're gonna celebrate that but know that like we can't count on anything but ourselves right now we can't count on no more injuries happening so I think the injury thing has just been like a lot of mental work that we have to go through in order to like proceed successfully. Yeah, that's uh, well put. Um, and early in the season, struggles a little bit on the win chart. Mm. Second half, do you know who you guys got in front of you? Second half, the internet's not working here for me. Um, I think you guys got some good games in the second half. I think we do too. I know we play, I think, all the Edmonton teams at like Concordia, Nate, Kings, Bay. Yeah, well, heavy North schedule heavy for you guys. North yeah. Sketch, yeah. yeah. And I can't get it up because the internet's not working. Uh, regardless, um, you know, in playoffs, you just got to get in, right? Yeah. You just got to get in. Um, and even in that 4-5 game, it's a play-in, uh, and then you go from there. So, so far, you guys have seen us. You've seen Lethbridge, Ambrose. Mm -hmm. uh, who else have you guys had so far? Um, Lethbridge, Keanu. Keanu, right. So that's your game so far. Mm -hmm. um, in preseason, who did you guys get in preseason? Um, we had Red Deer, Lethbridge, Ambrose, and Sate, I think. And we scrimmaged with, like, some U-sport, like, you bet McEwen, but within right. the ACAC, those are the teams we had. Okay, so you're year three in the league, uh, second year of North-South. Uh, so you're a little bit more familiar with the South than a lot of, I guess, older players. Um, your place is an extremely tough gym to play in. So one, you guys, one of the worst. You guys have a... It's, yeah. a, it's one of the hardest places. It's, it's a good... I sat on the bench yeah. today uh, when you guys were close. I was like, thank goodness that we're playing here because if it's in your gym, I, like I obviously played there and yeah. when the momentum shifts, it's so hard mm. to put the foot back on the gas right. and like go on scoring runs. But um, you guys have a definite home court advantage. What would Where would you say is similar for other teams where you, I guess, don't like going to play because you know it's going to be a dogfight or a tough one? Um, that's a good question. I mean, I think for us, Lakeland, just something about it. Like, I don't know if it's the gym or the team. Like, historically, I feel like that's definitely been a rivalry for Augustana. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think. From my first year, I felt like, yeah, pretty much Lakeland was our top, like, rivalry. And then traveling to Keanu, for me personally, is always difficult because yeah. it's such a long trip and... I don't know. Something about the gym throws me off, but I mean, this is my this is the my depth take. perception behind the rings. That's that's what it is. Yeah, and the I'm, shot never goes in. I'm just like the <laughs> lighting seems skewed against me, but yeah. it's yeah. No, I I don't like playing in Keanu yeah. either. And the lines on the floor with the uh, the coloring, yeah, it, they've got a home court advantage because yeah. they try to screw you. Yes, it's like mental. Shout out to Dwayne. Uh, did <laughs> you say the rings? They're the rings, like the rims. We call them rings. That, the that rims works too. Yeah. It's an Aussie thing. Get it in the ring. Fair point. Your guys' gym super tough. Uh, I love playing in your guys' gym because it simulates playoff, playoff atmosphere. Mm -hmm. And if you guys have hockey guys that have maybe had beverages or whoever, yeah, um, that's right. Lots of diet cokes on that campus. Mm -hmm. Kim on Friday night. Um, <laughs> it's fun. Like it's fun. I like when they chirp at me. I like when they chirp at the players. It's good. Um, it's really nice to play in those environments. I assume our gym's like that. I think our gym's hard for some people yeah. to come play in. Um, <clears throat> it depends though, I feel, because some nights we'll have like tonight great turnout, yeah, but then other nights they could be just parents in the crowd. Yeah. So most of those yeah, games are gone now. The afternoon, the one o'clockers. That's what yeah. it is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Those, just, those are almost those all are gone. Hard. Yeah. 
Um, okay, in the South, who uh, who do you guys find as a rival? Even though you, this is only the second year of playing the South teams, right? Anyone that you guys are like, oh, we've had tough tough matchups with them. Um, honestly, I think for us, Ambrose just seems to be a team that we scrappy. They're scrappy. They're scrappy. <laughs> yeah. Like I know a couple of players on the team, and I'm like, love them. But then I get up on the court, and I'm like, dang, this is a dog fight. <laughs> so I think Ambrose, we've just had some like tough games, and mentally, it's just hard to prepare for them. And I think Lethbridge also, just because we had. We obviously knocked them. Not obviously that sounded happy, but like we <laughs> knocked happened. them. It happened. It, it happened. We took them out of uh, Provs last year, and so it feels like they're out for vengeance just in general. But right, mm-hmm. and you guys are playing really well against them in the first half. Yeah, uh, in your gym, mm-hmm. we don't need to talk about the rest. Yeah, no, that doesn't matter. <laughs> Can stay. Go ahead, Tor. Uh, and then I guess overall, you've seen the league for long enough. Like I said, um, is there anyone that you're expecting in the north or the south? individually to have a breakout year this year you can include yourself but are you talking players or players players players. any individual player that you think is going to maybe have a breakout year this season um yeah I mean I feel like with scouting it's different every year because first years obviously don't get a lot of playing time a lot of credit so second years I'm always interested to see the second year roster people stepping up people showing their skills that they didn't get as much of a chance last year so um, number eight on Ambrose Boken. Oh yeah, yeah. She's yeah. a beast. So I think yep. that she's, yeah, she's really showing up this year for Ambrose, especially. Um, yeah, I think mostly just like I, since I've had a couple years in the league, I'm just always curious to see the second years. Mm-hmm. Now that I've kind of been familiar with the older players, I think it's really interesting to see how second year players step up and are like wanting to go at it because they didn't maybe have as much of a chance last year yeah and good point because a lot of people in their first year come in and they even though they might have been told but with recruiting like okay you might not get in you're gonna work hard for your time whatnot but Mm -hmm. a lot of the time first years bite their time on the bench and you got to try keep them engaged and say like okay you're not playing now but next year you're going to be a key piece and it's super tough to keep players engaged mm-hmm. because they easily could think oh i will play on another roster i should be playing but yeah i say there's been quite a few second years this year that are seeing playing time and doing really really well yeah so, go ahead chris no i <clears throat> i think you're right the second year jump you see some athletes take it in the second year i, I also find the third year is where we really see them like take off mm-hmm. um you know now that you're part way through quarter way through this year um, individually defending people, who's the toughest person that you've had to defend in your 2.25 years of ACAC <laughs> basketball? Oh, that's a good I don't question. know who you get matched up. Today you're playing the five. You know, I you're- feel like that's the thing. I'm like, I've I've seen it all. So it's like hard for me, like in different positions, like uh, Bessic on Keanu, is, yep. she's good in the post. And I think if I'm thinking guard-wise... Brooke Baker on state is she can, always, she can score it. Yeah, she, she can score it. She's yeah. a beast too. So yeah, for sure some good players that I'm like, okay, like let's go. I like, gotta do something here. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, Brooke's one that I really like her game and mm. it sucks that State are going through a little bit of a tough patch right now. Same as these guys. For yeah. sure. Exactly. Yeah. Like you can say this we could say the same about yourself. Um mm. but I'm sure you guys second semester will find the power to get a little bit more wins for yeah. sure i'm surprised no rivalry with nate at all with you guys um maybe a little bit i think we definitely have a chip on our shoulder in regards to like their 
national championship run, which is obviously like great for them. But I think we're like thanks for bringing. Uh, it up. Yeah, I realized as I was saying, after that, we like, beat them by forty. Ooh, I, I realized that's a touchy subject <laughs> in these areas. Um, I think that's definitely there is some rivalry, especially because we have a lot of Edmonton players yeah. on our team. So like we know a lot of the players, so we go in sort of like it's not personal, but it's like. You you know the players. You know them personally. I feel yeah. like now as well though, um, like when I played, it was you guys and Nate. Mm. But Kings and Nate have a little bit of a weird. Yeah, thing there's some yeah. there's some bad blood yeah. there. Concordia yeah. and them too. Yeah, yeah, Old yeah. Inner city. Yeah, Edmonton <laughs> craziness. Yeah. Okay. What else you got for? Because uh, we're almost clicking in here on time. I told her she could watch the guys' game. Yeah. I clearly yeah. lied. It's probably halftime by now. It's okay. It's it's it. all a question of. As always, when our guys play Augustana, our guys are super athletic. Augustana shoots the ball. Yeah. If Augustana makes their shots, it's going to be a close game. Yeah. It's, it's usually in your guys' house where it gets super heated because they shoot true. really well in that gym. But um, no, we appreciate you coming on. Um, we hope you guys get healthy. Um, Thank you, you guys, and, and credit to you guys, I just want you to know. I don't have time in the handshake line. You guys play super hard. Uh, you're one of those teams that always on the scout. You know, we wiped it off the board before you guys got mm -hmm. here, but you guys play till the end. You play super hard. You play the game the right way. So I got a lot of respect for not only the players, but the program as mm -hmm. well. So yeah, um, kudos to you guys and get healthy in the second half. And uh, maybe we'll get you back on in the playoffs. Yeah, sounds good. I think I love being on podcast. This is fun. <laughs> you're good. You're natural. You're really oh, good. Yeah. Okay. That was our talk with uh, Mackenzie. Tori, thoughts on that? feel like I say this with every guest that we come what we have come on uh but yeah she very bubbly bright personality um yeah speaks super super well I uh, really love what we're doing which is awesome but yeah after I don't care what anybody says uh after taking a 32 point beat down it's not like it takes a lot of courage to want to come on a podcast right after um Fair. but she, yeah, was, she was spoke very she well. She spoke extremely well, and she still has obviously a lot of high hopes for her team, which I'm sure she's going to be correct on. But yeah, just a super dynamic player with able to play basically whatever position her coach throws her in. She speaks super highly of Megan Wickstrom. Um, all of those girls do when they buy into what she wants. So yeah, I definitely expect once Augustana Vikings are healthy that they're going to turn their season around here shortly. Great to hear her talk about Nationals, their team, uh, this year, where they're going moving forward. So uh, I thought that was really good. Tori, anything else you want to talk about on this episode? No, just it's pretty cool that uh, the NCAA college season has kicked off, um, more so on the men's side. Tell me I about Duke. Think, uh, yeah, they took a big L to Arizona. <laughs> Fucking live it about huge that Huge L, huge L. Over, uh, Caleb Love, man. Stay out of the season, bro. Relax. I'm not gonna get too far into it. Also, what Doesn't college? Like what, what college team do uh do you cheer for again? Listen, man. Yeah, exactly. That's Kansas, what I thought. You I, don't I've fucking have Kansas, one. Kansas, I've liked Kansas forever. Chris, it's a bar bandwagoner. Oh, is that what I am? Yeah, you jump for whoever you my like. Ankle, my ankles year. break off or what? Yeah, no. College season started. Uh, super exciting. Um, big loss to LSU to Colorado. Um, that was a. Yeah. That was a big one. And then uh, NC State taking down UConn. Yes, yes. So, Last night, yeah. Page, yeah. page. Okay, well, let's wrap this right there. Uh, I, listen, this is one of the first episodes I didn't shout out your mom's. So you want to shout out your mom? Shout out, Jodes. Thank you for the feedback. We appreciate all your love. And uh, Naomi Thiel's dad as well. Thank you guys for being our most loyal and number one supporters. 
And I'll just shout out my wife because I know she doesn't listen. And uh, if she does take the chance to listen oh. to this, she'll be pleasantly shocked because last week she's like, what did you talk about on the podcast? And I was like, actually, <laughs> I said nice things about you. She's like, oh, really? She's like, well, I'm not going to listen to all your garbage oh, no. basketball to get to that. So oh. just we'll keep it a little nugget. It's a little Easter egg right at the end. This is like Dude, the hidden, hidden part of the game. Don't tell her. Though. Don't tell her about and it. And you, you haven't shouted out your mom? She listens to every episode. Yeah, we'll see. If she listens to the end of this, she'll hear me talking smack about my wife and then I will get in trouble. So we'll find out, Tori. Shout out to Rhonda King for listening to all the episodes as well. If you're listening. That's it for Hold My Clipboard. We'll see you guys next week.